cash flow. Item 19, digital marketing, estate planning. If those terms cause you to pause even for a second, this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Dr. Kathy Gosser. We cover a new topic each week, clearly and concisely. Business insights not piled on you like you are a buffet plate, but each topic broken down and easy to digest. Welcome to Small Bites of Business Insights. Hello, this is Kathy, and welcome to Talking Financials. And I'm here with my good friend from Profit Soup, Barb Ness. Today, we're talking about break-even. And that's the point in sales where there is no profit and no loss. Obviously, everyone wants to at least break even, Barb. I think that uh, you would agree with that. But what more is there to say about it? Lots more. So the first thing I'll say is it's a formula. It's not a goal. I mean, the only time you want to break even is when you're losing money, then it's a goal. But that same formula that we use to determine the sales needed to break even can help us make better business decisions if we just know how to use the formula. All right. So enlighten us, Barb. Of course, it is important to know what it takes in sales to break even. No question. Everybody needs to have that vision of what that target is because you want to do at least that. But to be sustainable, you must make a profit, right? Profit is not optional. You have to have enough profit to reinvest in the business to grow, to pay back your debts, and to pay a return on investment to the owners. Mm -hmm. And every business owner should have a profit goal, one that aligns with that long-term vision of building their business value. Like, what does the profit need to be this year to make align with that plan I had to make my business worth $3 million in five years or whatever my goal was. Mm -hmm. So we all need that profit goal and backfill that into the year for this, what our goal should be for this year. But that same formula that we use to determine the sales needed to break even, we just tweak it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And now I can take that profit goal and back up to what are the sales I need to get to the profit I'm after, not to break even, but to what I call break even plus. Ah, break even plus. I like that. I see how that ties into our earlier conversation about starting with the end in mind. Right. If you know the business like yours is selling for five times earnings, okay, you want your business to be worth five million, you need to set your sights on earnings of a million, right? A million dollars a year. So the break even plus formula, with that, you can tell you what those sales need to be just lickety split. Huh. So I'm short of a math lesson. Share with us the essence of how break even analysis works. So you need to understand your costs, not just like, what do I spend my money on today, but how my costs behave, because some of your costs rise and fall with sales, and I'm going to call those variable costs, and other costs stay relatively flat, and while they might go up over time because of inflation or a step up when you expand, add more people, add more stuff, they don't rise and fall in direct relation to sales. So let's take some examples. So variable costs are costs that you're automatically going to have just because you sold something. So if you're a retailer, the cost of the merchandise that you sell is a variable cost. Mm -hmm. Other variable costs that that retailer might have could be like merchant fees. You know, you take a credit card for $100 and $97 goes into your bank account because that $3 merchant fee, that's a variable cost because the more you sell, the more of it you'll have. 
You might pay sales commissions. You might have to deliver the thing. So the more you sell, the more you'll have to deliver. And so there's a lot of other things, maybe even the store supplies, the bags you put them in. All those things rise and fall with sales. And together, they represent some percentage of sales. And every dollar in sales, you're going to have them. So if I'm going to look forward to what my sales are going to be five years from now, I know I'm going to have a certain percentage of those sales is going to go away right off the top. For every dollar in sales, some of it goes away to variable costs, Mm -hmm. leaving you something less than a dollar to pay for all of the fixed costs. Mm -hmm. So we call what's left, that remainder sales minus the variable costs, we call it contribution margin. Don't get too hung up on the term, but think about it's what each sales dollar really contributes to the, I'll call it the greater good, right? Because a dollar doesn't give you a dollar because mm-hmm. some of it goes away to right off the top to those variable costs. So you want to make enough of those contribution margins to cover all your fixed costs and any profit you want to make. Mm. So fixed costs are things like rent, insurance, salaries that, you know, I got to pay it, whether they sell anything or not, you know, we think about overheads and they, they don't, they might change. So people say, oh, well, well, rent's not a fixed cost because I have a agreement where it goes up every year. So therefore it's a variable. No, what we mean here is, does it, does it not, does it go up? Look, all costs change and they all go up over time. But the question is, do they go because sales caused it, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of know how that's defined. And your variable cost percentage and your monthly fixed costs, it represents what I call your cost structure. And when you track changes in that, you really learn some things. So, you know, tracking those changes in your cost structure in my book is essential to managing profitable growth. Because when your costs change, you need to react to protect that profit. Like I might need to sell more to make the same amount of money, or I might need to cut something else, or I might need to change my price. Those are all the day-to-day decisions that we have to make. And break-even analysis is the tool that we have to master to do those decisions well. Gotcha. But what would cause your cost structure to change? All right. So remember when I said cost structure, I'm asking what would cause my variable cost percentage to change and what would cause my fixed costs to change. Mm -hmm. So those are the two things that represent the cost structure. So the fixed costs like the rent, they might go up because of an escalation clause in the lease agreement or because you expanded the facility and did a step up, you know, or maybe, um, salaries are a fixed cost for you. So they might go up either because of a decision you made to hire an assistant or hire more people or to give raises that would cause the fixed costs to go up. Some other fixed costs might go up because of inflation. You know, fixed doesn't mean it never goes up. It means it doesn't go up in alignment with sales. Oh, okay. So what about the variable cost percentage? What causes that to change? So the variable cost percentage goes up, like, say, for example, um, your supplier raises their price. People are familiar with that lately. And you didn't pass that increase on maybe because you're afraid if I raise my price, I'll lose the sales. Therefore, I'm going to just, I'm going to make less. So what's happened now is your variable costs are a higher percentage of sales. So your variable cost percentage changed, right? If the cost went up, but I didn't raise the price, or it could be the cost stayed the same and I cut my price. 
Mm-hmm. So that would cause my cost structure to change because my variable cost percentage is changing. Say if you're a service business and you sell your employees' time, your variable cost percentage goes up when your labor costs increase. Same thing, you know, are you going to adjust your prices to protect that margin? Um, one of the other things you could do instead is hopefully people are more productive, right? Mm-hmm. I'm paying on the same, but they're producing more. So if my production efficiency improves, my variable costs go down as a percentage of sales. If my production efficiency gets worse, they go up. My production efficiency might get worse if I have staff turnover, mm-hmm. right? High turnover might cause my cost structure to change. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to do more training and things, but that production efficiency is really important in a service business. And we really need to, st- that's why that came up as one of the KPIs, right? Because if you don't monitor it well or manage it well, it, your, your cost structure changes as your efficiency changes. So it's not really just about the cost going up or down. It's the cost in relation to the revenue and to the sales price. Gotcha. So now the $25 million question, why do I care if my cost structure changes? Fair question. Because it changes the volume that you need to reach to hit that break-even plus, right? It changes the amount you the, the amount you have to turn that wheel to get the profit that you're after. And we all want to make more profit. Now that's a true statement. So what other ways can you use break-even analysis? So first and foremost, that break-even plus. When you set that profit target, you know what you have to get in sales to make a profit and everybody should do that at Mm -hmm. bare minimum. But on a day-to-day business, it's really helpful in evaluating, well, what if this changes? And you can just do a really quick, well, then I need to do this much more or this much less, depending on what the change was. So when I think about pricing models, Mm. if I raise my price, um, how much business could I actually lose and still come out the same? Or if I cut my price, how much more volume do I have to do to come out the same? You can do those what ifs really quickly. Um, What if a supplier raises their price, right? You can assess the impact of material cost increases on the volume you need to do to still hit that profit goal. You could, if you're thinking about hiring more people, you could say, what are the sales we would need to generate to cover the cost of an additional employee? Or I'm going to make a marketing investment. What do we have to drive in sales for that ad to pay for itself? But I don't want to invest in things that pay for themselves. I want to invest in things that break even plus. Mm. So I could actually say, look, in order for me to do this investment of $10,000, it's not worth even doing if it doesn't drive X in profit. And we can use that formula to say, okay, well, now what's the bar? Mm. Of, and then you can say, hmm, can I do that? Yes or no? So it's a decision-making thing. Uh, same thing with the equipment, right? You're thinking about adding a piece of equipment. How many more jobs? How much more revenue? Then take the, the average revenue per job. How many more jobs do I need to get to pay for that piece of equipment? So whether... Um, when you're thinking about making an investment, it's just a great tool to kind of put some um, some more perspective around whether it's a good idea or not. And if you're falling into a recession, 
and your sales drop off, you could use it to say, answer the question of, hey, what do I have to need to cut in costs and still come up the same? Mm. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you use those formulas for break even and break even plus in your planning and decision making, I got to tell you, you're going to make brilliant decisions more frequently. Not always. But more frequently. <laughs> we all want that. So Barb, you said earlier that you need to track how your cost structure changes. How do you do that easily? And I mean, efficiently. So I like to track my cost structure on a monthly dashboard, right? So a dashboard, that means it just has a few things on it because I am only only have a little bit of time to look. So I'm going to take that P&L and I'm going to condense it down to five lines. Sales, variable costs, Subtract that, I get the contribution margin. Mm -hmm. Fixed cost, profit. Boom. Mm. When I look at a whole P&L that's two or three pages long, I don't see that. I don't see the trees for the forest. So I'm going to put those things on my dashboard. I'm, you know, I'm going to put that percent of sales column in on that thing as well. Um, I always have a column for dollars and a column for percentages, but I can really quickly see if that variable cost is changing. What caused it? Was it prices? We discounted too much. Somebody bid it wrong. A new salesperson is bidding it wrong consistently and nobody really knows it. And it, it helps reveal these things. And so a five-page or a five-line dashboard instead of a five-page PL is how you get clarity on this. So I'm going to ask for a report that shows these numbers every month, you know, side by side. And this is going to make it quick and easy for me to see those changes. And if I look at my business like this every single month. As things change, I notice it really fast and I'll react more quickly. And we, we need to react quickly to changes in, in business, right? It's quick as a bunny because time is money. And if the costs go up and I'm slow to find and fix the problem, I'm just losing potential profit. Mm -hmm. That sounds, gosh, like a simple but extremely valuable report, but only five lines. Sometimes I add a sixth line and to put my break-even sales by month under there, especially if I'm close to that bubble I'm growing and I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to hit that target. Or maybe I might put my break-even plus target, my goal down there of what that was to give it a little bit more spec perspective. Um, but yeah, it less is more. Okay. I don't want that I more numbers doesn't make me, you know, more efficient. <laughs> The right numbers make me more efficient. And if I look at it regularly, I get really familiar with it. And I end up building what I call my profit makers intuition. All right. You know, I'm going to jump on that profit yeah. makers intuition. What is that? So it's, it's that gut sense about profitable decision-making, right? Because I know that the best business owners, they don't like, oh, I have a decision to make and go spend three hours analyzing it, mm -hmm. right? They have really good guts. And when you watch your numbers in this way, at this high level, you learn. And when you know your numbers, you know your business. And I know that a lot of business decisions are made without calculating all those numbers. But if they have a good profit maker's intuition, because you know your numbers, you've watched them in the past, you're going to make those brilliant decisions more frequently. Ah, uh, sounds great. It seems like break-even and break-even plus are formulas that no business person should be without. 
I teach business owners about their numbers and about financial statements, KPIs and budgets and break-even analysis is hands down the one tool every business owner, every general manager, every salesperson, every career builder should have because whatever you want to advance your career to make an impact on a business, you need to make a business case for it. And break even is you have that tool in your toolbox before you get started, you're there. And if you started without it, it's never too late to get it. Uh, Such wonderful advice about break even and break even plus thoughts as well as giving us the inspiration to build our profit makers intuition. Thank you so much, Barb. You're welcome. Thank you to our partner in the financial section of Small Bites of Business Insights, Ms. Barbara Ness. Barbara is the owner of Profit Soup, which is a company that will provide you with training and support for all your financial needs in franchising. Small Bites of Business Insights is brought to you by the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence at the University of Louisville. If you have a question or comment for us, just send us an email at feedback at smallbitesofbusinessinsights.com.